0: It's time to clip your last good piece and dig in, because the runout starts now. Today's show is brought to you by Outdoor Research. If you need a great jacket, fleece, or any other outerwear, you know Outdoor Research has you covered. But building great outdoor gear is not all they're up to right now. They've seen a need in their community, and the folks at OR are not waiting around for somebody else to come to the rescue. So Outdoor Research is converting its onshore manufacturing facility in Seattle to produce personal protective equipment for the medical community in response to the COVID-19 crisis. This will enable outdoor research to produce upwards of 200,000 masks per day. For detailed info on OR's bold PPE manufacturing initiative, head to outdoorresearch.com. And while you're there, check out the Uber tube, which can double as an appropriate face mask for civilians. And frankly, if there was ever a time and place for the legendary outdoor research Ninja Clava, it's right here, right now.
1: Hello, friends. It's time for another edition of Climbers and ISO, our pandemic podcasting mini series in which Chris Calouse and I. Andrew Bisharat, reach out to our fellow climbers to check in and see how life under lockdown is going. To quote Cormac McCarthy from his book, The Road, nobody wants to be here and nobody wants to leave. That just about sums up what a full month of self-quarantine feels like for many of us. But not today's guest, who's just now really hitting his stride. Today we're speaking to one of the saltiest bastards in climbing, Kelly Cordes, distinguished alpinist, writer, and online provocateur. I say salty bastard, but he's also salt of the earth. Few people in climbing possess that authentic charm and charismatic delight of Kelly, even when he is in one of his notoriously misanthropic moods. I hope you enjoy this conversation, and please reach out with feedback. For one, Kelly loves seeing people write comments about him on the internet, so don't be shy. And if you have any suggestions for whom we should be talking to next, we're taking names and numbers now. Let the games begin. Here's Kelly Cordes.
2: How are you guys doing? We're in a pandemic. (laughs) Should we just start talking? Yeah, that sounds good,
0: actually. We have a different life up here uh, on the Western Slope than than you do, Kelly. First of all, it didn't just dump. I don't know how much snow you guys got, but it looked like a couple feet.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's close to two feet in some areas. Uh, I went for a little walk on skis today, you know, just keeping the skins on on a dirt road near my house, and there's an amazing amount of snow. This happens like every spring, but it's kind of cool in a way because it feels like Maybe a little bit like it always feels on the Western Slope. Like, it, it's up in Estes Park, at least. It's not crowded since Rocky Mountain National Park is closed. It's quiet, peaceful. There's nobody around. I fucking love it. I was made for a pandemic. This is awesome. Like, I invented social distancing. I, I'm, I'm really fortunate, of course, you know. But I, I'm doing great, man. I'm having a ball. Like, there's nobody around. I don't have to talk to anybody. Well, except you guys. I like you guys.
1: You know? It's all right. Yeah, there's something about the uh, introverted, dirtbagging yes. alpinist that's uniquely suited to surviving in a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs>
2: right. I've been training for this for, like, 25 or 30 years, you guys. Like, I've got the cockroach gene. Like, I'm hard to kill. And it's kind of scrappy, you know? Um, I'm actually an introvert. It's weird. Like... Because I, I, f- I figure I'm like the world's friendliest misanthrope. Like, I I, I don't like people who are mean, um, but I don't really like being around people all that much. So I'm fine with being at home and things being quiet, things being a little bit more calm. Uh, in a way, it's actually not that different for me. And yeah, alpinism is great training. It's like you're bored all the time, but also realizing that you might die and you just get used to it. And, uh, so, so, yeah. it's, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm well-practiced at this.
1: Yeah. Just imagine if the tables were turned and I mean, cause oh, the extroverts right now are really suffering, right? you know, Absolutely. like if the, and, and I'm introverted as well. And yeah. so this kind of feels like business as usual for me and not that drastic of a life change, right? but just imagine if. You know, there is all this economic uncertainty yes. and you're worried about where the next dollar is going to come from and your bank account and right. only and you could die at any point of a horrible disease and only yep. that you had to spend Twenty four seven in a giant crowd, like you had to like do right. the OR. Like, oh my for, god! Like that was like the t- <laughs> oh, the fuck. T- you t- just
2: nailed it there, <laughs> Jesus, dude. That,
1: I mean, that for introverts that would be hell. But yeah, you know, for extroverts, right now what this is is uh, right. I'm certain to be, you know, some yep. version of that hell.
2: No, it's I, true. I've thought of that actually, and. and that's where I was saying I'm I'm so lucky. I realize how fortunate I am. And, and in lots of ways. I mean, I have a, a great job and I haven't been laid off. You know, I mean, tomorrow's another day, but the uh, I'm used to being unbelievably frugal. I mean, I met Caloose when I was living with Danimal in the shack for 65 bucks a month. Like, I've done that sort of shit for a long time. Alpinism is actually great training for it. You're, you're just dealing with the unknown all the time. Before alpinism, I was a competitive boxer like talk about facing the unknown and being terrified all the time oh my god it's like the scariest sport ever so like I don't know getting a a paycheck still and doing my work remotely which I always do working for an amazing company I am really lucky and I'm also lucky I think in terms of how I was wired like to um, Andrew's point whether it's whether it's just hereditary or maybe something got beaten out any joy got beaten out of me over the years, but like I'm I'm actually really kind of okay with um just silence and not doing a whole lot. Like if if the tables were turned, however, yeah, I'd be struggling, man. And uh so I i do actually feel for some of those people. I mean it's gotta be hard if if you're not set up for this, like it's gotta be rough. So who's in your viral pod?
0: Uh this is a term that I've been using Oh, uh, nice. To sort of like you know talk about who you are interacting with in terms <clears> of like okay these people are you know if they've got it I've got it they've right. got it we're giving it to each other
2: yeah I think the only the only people in my viral pod are uh, Sonia and Fiona Fiona's our dog and that uh, Sonia's my girlfriend and I don't really see anybody else I, I'm I'm so, I'm such an introvert anyway like I right. uh, our neighbors. Uh, we go for dog walks with sometimes, but probably haven't been close enough to them to actually catch anything. Like I, I, I saw on the mountain biking trails um, one day I ran into a neighbor and we stopped from about 10 feet away and talked for a little bit. Like I've seen about four people, I think since this whole thing started, which is kind of normal for me. So, well, it's, it's funny. Cause
0: I, I don't know if I'm like, uh, I mean, I, I'm sort of extroverted, introvert. I don't know. It's a little bit of both, but um, everybody is. But I found myself in these, you know, as like deprived as I am of like social contact when I am in those like 10 foot away on the street conversations, like I just want to get out of them. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I see people who I'm really close with and that's fine. But like when you kind of see someone that you're sort of you casually know, right. I just, (laughs) you know, you just go through the like, oh, strange times, you know, all that sort of stuff. And Uh, I'm just like, I I just want to walk away from this. This is really bothering me right now. I don't need this kind of social contact at the moment. As Andrew said, it's like being
2: at OR. Right. (laughs) Hey, what you been up to, man? Been getting out? (laughs) No. Yes. No. Nothing. Yeah. I sent the a home.
1: How's your yeah. pandemic? <laughs> good Mine's pandemic?
2: fine. <laughs> Are you guys reading anything good right now? You guys reading any cool books or anything?
0: <laughs> uh, I, I'm not pandemic actually. time. No, you, you no, guys have like, little ones at home. You're probably no. I read a lot, but I read uh, just like trashy uh, science fiction, and and a lot of it is really dystopian. So um, it's you know both good and bad. I've been. <laughs> You know, sort of mentally preparing for the end of the world by reading this stuff forever, and so. um, But I don't know if it's a good thing to continue with right now. Um, Keep reading this, you know, Exodus from Planet Earth, which is dying, (laughs) kind of, kind of sci-fi.
2: I just started rereading The Road, which is oh god, are you kidding me? No, it's awesome. It's a (laughs) beautiful. What are you talking (laughs)
1: about? It's a beautiful book. It really it is. is. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. amazing book, but What's dude, in that
2: color? What? Andrew, you're turning on me too. What the <laughs> hell? It's a beautiful book. I mean, the language is so beautiful. And it's like, yeah, it's like the end of the world and everything, which is, you know, fair enough. And it's going to happen at some point. But and it, it's a love story. I mean, it's the father and the son. Like, I mean, it's, it, it, like, people are, I've heard people say that before. They're like, that book's so depressing. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't see it that way at all. Like, Maybe it's because I'm okay with depressing shit, I guess. Um, yeah, right. But like, I see it as a love story, and it's beautiful, a- and it's amid some depressing shit. So it's kind of perfect for right now. All right, mm. folks.
0: If you guys don't know about Cormac McCarthy's oh. the, the Road, um, yeah, write it down. Go check it out. I think it'll be <laughs> <laughs> a
1: really you good up.
0: pandemic read. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm not. the jury's out for me on that one. <laughs> I don't know if I can endorse that recommendation right now. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that that's puppy the book that came to your mind, Kelly.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right, speaking of books, you um, authored a book, uh, The Tower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what, like three, four years ago now? Has it been no, out that long? No,
2: it's been more than that. It came out in oh, really? late
0: 2014. Actually. Okay, so it's been out it's of a bit. Um, yeah. And uh, you've decided, I think you just finished actually yes. uh, doing uh, segments where you've been basically like creating your own audio book on the fly. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that and um, how that's been going for you. Right. Why, why that became something that you thought would be a good idea.
2: Yeah. Uh, I guess it, some people had asked if I was going to do an audio book and, and honestly, like, no, I just, it it's too much work and I can be so neurotic. I mean- Andrew probably remembers working with me on articles when he was an editor at Rock and Ice. I mean, I, I like really nitpick over little things and I, I get kind of neurotic sometimes. Like an audiobook would be a horrible idea for me. I would do so many retakes of every sentence that I screwed up. And so I, w- I was never going to do a real audiobook. But then I I saw during this pandemic stuff something about how people were doing story time or something or other. And it just was like, ah. That's what I should do. I'll do like the JV version of an audio book. If I don't charge anything for it, people can't complain. So I just, I figured out what what the fuck, I'll just give it away. Maybe people will find it entertaining during uh, their kind of lockdown times. And so I, I got the help of a good friend who does audio and uh, he kind of talked me through it and I started reading from beginning to end and um, it was, it's kind of cool to return to it. I uh, I hadn't read the book myself in like five years. And uh, it's amazing. Like you see the stories of hubris and rejection of truth, rejection of facts, people wanting to believe whatever they want to believe. It feels like, you know, it could have been written yesterday. It, it's amazing. And then, which also brings me into the thought, well, and pandemics are part of human history as well It brings me into the thought of about a month ago i i read macbeth you know from shakespeare it's like that thing could have been written yesterday as well like like he sometimes you wonder for all of our advancements how how much have we really changed it's become more technic technologically sophisticated but i don't know but anyway the the tower um i've been releasing yeah, I did all these recordings. I tried to force myself to not be neurotic about retakes. You'll hear my drink clanking in the background. There's one episode where Fiona wake my dog wakes up for a nap, and like she wakes up and is like woof, and I'm like oh sorry, yeah. So like yeah, I re-recorded over part of it, but I didn't get all of it. Like I mean, it's it's um it, it's a Crappy. off the couch scrappy audiobook. Yeah. So there's a I broke it into sixteen segments and. Each one averages maybe a half hour or so. The shortest is like 20 minutes. I think the longest is like 50, 54. And I, I read the book beginning to end and, uh, just release it for free on my website, a new episode each day. Uh, today was the last day. So that's kind of, kind of nice because it, it's actually a little bit time consuming. Um, but yeah, that's all. It just seemed like a cool thing to do. So what yeah. the hell? time-consuming
0: during the pandemic. You're like, God, I have so much to do right now. I got to read this book.
2: (laughs) Right. I know. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't have all that much to do, but I'm kind of finding myself getting concomitantly lazier with the decrease in demands. It's pretty impressive. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. And by the way, when you said that no one can complain about something you give away for free, (laughs) let me
2: tell you, as
0: somebody that's been giving something away for free for like 10 years... (laughs) People can sure as fuck complain about it. So
2: oh, shit. <laughs> Why well, well, you got to remind me of that? Keep that to yourself, Chris. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, and it's the internet. People are complaining as much as they want about anything. Maybe I could get into like shaming my fellow climber for daring to step outside.
1: Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 before let's let's what? plant a flag there for a second because i want to get into that too but okay I, good before we move on from your book I'm, i Been have a question lately. that i'm i'm selfishly interested in as a as a fellow writer yes which is um w- what was that experience like of returning to something you'd written you know six or seven years ago because yeah. my uh i'm sure you have some pieces like this, where you read something you've written a long time ago and it doesn't even feel like either something you've written or it's in, you're perhaps embarrassed by it or it just doesn't sound right or you wish you could do it over. For me, that's a, a, a consistent uh, theme with uh, anytime I return to read something I've written a long time ago. Right. So, what was that? Yeah. For
2: you? And I think that's probably, by the way, like, in my unsolicited opinion that's a good theme to have because it probably shows that you know we're growing you know i i think when people prove how bad they really suck is when they when they think that they're good mm. cuz then then there's no improvement to be made like when people are like oh i wrote this thing i think it's really good i'm like ah i bet it's not <laughs> you know as soon as you think it's good it's probably not and you probably stopped growing along <laughs> the way so I, right. When I when I go back and um,
0: see <laughs> misanthrope,
2: I'm a ray of sunshine, huh? <laughs> just what we need during the pandemic. <laughs> um, but when, when I went back and read it, uh, um, yeah, it, I wasn't like repulsed by it. it. There's you know some things that when, when I'm reading along, I'm like, oh man, I should just. I should just like edit that, like right now, and like rewrite it. No one will even know. But I, I'm, I'm not. I didn't do it not once because I'm just like, man. If I open that that wormhole, like, like I'm going to be on this forever because I'll start rewriting everything. I think there are some things that I could have done better for sure, and and at the same time, I think it it it's you know held up decently. You know, uh, that the timeliness. Or the timelessness of, uh, and timeliness of some of the characters in there. It's amazing, like Maestri's hubris and his supporters' denial of truth, um mm. the desire to believe whatever we want to believe. I mean that 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 just repeats itself throughout human history, including right now. And so that that was the biggest thing for me is as soon as I was able to turn off my critical self, which I did by committing to not doing a million retakes, which is why I'm like, I, you know, I don't care about, you know, I, I like this, I think probably violates my contract for, um, audio book sales or whatever. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't care. So I, you know, I'm sure I lost some money. Dozens but of I, dollars. But, yeah. Dozens of dollars. Like I was never going to get around to recording an audio book anyway. So the, this is fine.
1: Well, it'll probably lead to more book sales anyway.
2: It it might. I mean, who knows? The the, well, the current book is out of print. I don't even have... The one that I have, you guys will appreciate this. Um, The one that I have, this actually has made the reading kind of special. The one that I have is actually Hayden's. Uh, the one that I, that I wrote and dedicated to Hayden and gave him, you know, he, he helped a lot, you know, and he's a key part of the book. And uh, after the memorial, Michael gave it back to me as a gift. And so that's... That's the copy that I've been reading from. So,
0: it's pretty cool. Did you mention that in the uh, at any time during the the recordings? No, I didn't. Okay,
2: no. Nope.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um. Well, the, the, you would say I think that this uh, the book has been uh, successful beyond what you expected, wouldn't you say?
2: Probably so. Yeah. Um. You know, not not financially. Well, except for that, it you know has led to other other things uh but but in terms of direct finances no i i finally earned back my advance which like never happens i that's awesome that's after six years i got a uh royalty check for uh, uh i think it was 132 bucks dude <laughs> yeah 132
0: bucks that's a, that's not
2: nothing <laughs> no. yeah it's like um but you know yeah, I mean, average was-
1: american could live off of that for six weeks according to <laughs> Steve Minutian or whatever his name. Is.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. But no, it's it's been cool to return to it. it. It actually has been, and and also it helps me procrastinate the writing projects that are on my plate. So that's that's great. Well,
1: let's return to a thing that you doubt you you touched with your toe in the water just now about um calling climbers out for climbing yeah. on the internet. What's right? W- is, you know, with all of our free time to be doing things like writing great works of art, like, you know, King Lear or whatever, or the road, um, <laughs> reading the road right now, which is still seems like a horrible idea to me. Come um, on. You, I mean, <laughs> I was just like, as you were talking, I was vividly picturing that scene of where the family's, uh, eating babies that they make. And, um, <laughs> I'm like, this is while you're saying that this is a love story. I'm like, huh? Cause that's the part that I remember the most. I know. They got him on the spit, right? Yeah. It's, oh, it's horrible. Anyway, yeah. we don't have to go there, but we should go, we should dabble into a climbing specific topic. Yeah. Um, yeah
0: you should have said spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm um, here. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, as we're all quarantined at home, we're, we have more time online to, you know, procrastinate and become yeah. the best versions of ourselves. Right. On, uh, on Facebook. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, what's going on with, with the call outs?
2: I guess on the overall picture, I'm amazed at, uh, that this, this pandemic, like any difficult times, it's really become a mirror. It, that's what hard times do and, uh, or, or challenging situations. It's also frankly, what I've liked about alpinism, like, like you see yourself as who you are. you, you when, when things get really hard, a lot of times it's difficult to fake it and I think we've seen that actually during this pandemic, not only with some people being like genuine and honest about their struggles but also just some people using it as the opportunity to be an asshole like <laughs> it's like the the crippling terror of sitting there with the unknown has really gotten to some people or sitting there with themselves i think um it's like there's some folks that you know you see on like web forms or, you know, scrolling through social media. It's like, you wonder, are you just, are you spending like your stimulus check or whatever, if you ever get it or your furlough or whatever it is, just sitting there policing the internet, looking for somebody who might've gotten outside more than you or heaven forbid might have actually done something that you personally don't approve of. And, and then just like calling everybody out for, for any little thing you're putting a strain on the public health system like to be clear i i take this seriously I- i'm i'm definitely not saying that people should be idiots you know people shouldn't be assholes either like l- like the the call outs that i'm seeing online was- with some people like screaming you know stay the fuck at home or when was the last time that someone being an asshole to you h- helped you change your mind <laughs> 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 I'm really amazed, like, I I think there's, I think it probably says something more about the person who's doing the shouting out than it does anybody else, Uh, you know, and they'll guise it under this veil of public health, you know, as if, you know, I don't know, there was something I saw where there's a picture someone posted, it didn't, it looks like they probably had to scramble up somewhere and someone's like ca- calling them out. Like, what if you would have slipped? And what, you know, what if, what if, what if Jesus Christ, you know, what about the uh taxing strained medical resources you're going to cause when you choke on your own pretentiousness? <laughs> like, just lay the fuck off people. Like, <laughs> Like, be nice to one another right now. My God.
1: Yeah. It's a little much. And you know, it's, I think a lot of it, to your point, just stems from the uncertainty and just the lack of the lack of real um, knowledge about what what is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the reasons that I've seen put forth for why people shouldn't go climbing right now aren't actually the strongest reasons, Um, you know, the, the, the the what if you you know, break your ankle bouldering and then have to strain the medical system being one of the weakest reasons I've yeah. seen because certainly that could happen, but you know, also yeah. could a lot yeah. of stuff. And so it right. doesn't really seem like um, that solid and, you know, going to a place right. where there's an, we're allowed to go outside. It's not like going outside is bad, mm-hmm. um, but big gatherings with people. Sure. You know, obviously, that you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Try to stay away from each other.
2: Don't do things that are too risky. Yeah. Don't be an idiot.
1: Yeah. So um it's, it's unclear. It, it, it seems like climbers right now are in two categories of people who are truly just not climbing and then people who are pretending not to climb <laughs> simply so in order to avoid the, the shaming the and the shouting online. The shame. Yeah.
2: It, yeah, it, it it is kind of interesting. Like, if, so I got thinking about it too, like, cause I do think it probably says a little bit more about the person who's doing the shaming than the climbers who are going out themselves. And, and yeah, of course, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't go out in crowd. You shouldn't be an idiot. You shouldn't do risky stuff right now. But some of the folks were just like patrolling it, like I think we've all seen them, right? Like in junior high they were the hall pass monitor. And then <laughs> and then they were and then they like applied to be maybe like a mall cop. And like that didn't work out. And their parents kicked them out of the basement and they were like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to make it. I'm going to become like a meter mate. I'm going to be a parking ticket cop. And then that didn't work out. And they, and they start to spiral. It's only a few small steps to where you're sitting there terrified of the world, shouting people down on the internet for going outside. And you know, those are the same people who are hoard, hoarding toilet paper as well. You know it. <laughs>
0: You know what it reminds me of? It's like a, (laughs) it's like a global version of the, uh, don't climb an Indian Creek after a rainstorm people. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and to be sort of like, to look at it from the other direction, it's like, you know, I get why, why, like, as soon as a, a raindrop hits the ground, like all these people start to, you know, tell everybody they can't go climbing because, you know, I always say, well, you can make some decisions. And like you just said, don't yeah. be an idiot. But can you count on everybody to not be an idiot? So I, right. I kind of understand the blanket, like right. everybody right. stay inside kind of a thing. Yeah. Um. But I also, you know, uh, with, with the rain in Indian Creek thing, it's like, yeah, if it rains a little bit, you know, some climbs get wet, some don't. You can yeah. know which one is wet and which one isn't by going up and checking it out. You know, it's like yeah. I've heard about people, you know, who are getting yelled at and like, People are marching up to the cliff to like give them hell wow, about how the, the, the rock is wet, and it's just like uh, they, you know. They so it's, that that kind of was like, yeah, that's kind of like in my head was like, this is like Come a global on. version of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. So <laughs> uh,
2: it, it, it's, it's like anything; it can be taken too far, and mm-hmm. and people do that on, on either end. Just like you have idiots who who can't be left to their own judgment, apparently, to to do something reasonable. I'll, Outside, you have the equal and opposite end, which is some of the some of these people who are just screaming at them for even going outside. But the the weird thing is also, in addition to hoarding toilet paper, like you know, goddamn good and well that if the Apple Store were open, or their favorite local kombucha bar, or like that disgusting cesspool where it probably all started hot yoga studios. If any of that shit in Boulder were still open, a lot of these jackweeds, they'd be figuring out justifications to go to not stay the fuck at home themselves. So I'm not sure I'm right, buying right, right. it.
1: Yeah. I have a problem with the scolds as well. There's the scolds, the, the obnoxious faction of our, yeah. our community. But I also want to call out the people who just feel like the rules don't really apply to them. And yes. They're u- and they're, they're using a situation where most people are following the rules except for them, but because no everyone else is following the rules and not crowding cliffs, then they are enjoying the you know cliffs in solitude and which is like further justifying their their initially originally selfish instincts that you know I don't need to be I don't need to follow these rules, they don't apply to me, and so I think those people are worthy of some scorn as well,
2: yeah, well. But if you take... That's interesting, too, because I understand what you're saying. But if you take that so far, should nobody leave the house?
1: Like I said, I don't know what the right thing to do is yeah. right now. This is right. my first pandemic. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> you're going to
1: be a last, pro after this, Not dude. your
2: fucking last, I bet. <laughs> it
1: probably won't. No, it's probably last. not going to yeah. be the
2: last. This is probably like the probably I mean. one thing for sure, to Andrew's right. point, is that... Is that if you, if you go if you go posting the selfie of you know out there at the crag during the pandemic, you, maybe you deserve the scorn, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, that's the <laughs> truth too,
1: right? Yeah. Like and and I yourself. think ever a lot of people have figured that out.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's multiple it's, truths going on here. But to be to, but
0: to be clear, yes. To be clear, the run out podcast official stance is that you are not to go climbing right now.
1: Yeah, we're okay. not epidemiologists, so don't listen to us, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, Doctor no, Phil says it's fine, so
2: that is also my official.
1: <laughs> and he's, stance. A Dr. he's a, a doctor.
0: Doctor Phil is an actual doctor. Yeah, no, I, he's not.
1: Doctor Kelly says, "Don't be an <laughs> asshole on the internet."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's kind of what it comes down to. Andrew, did Chris tell you about my idea? I don't know for the like, don't be a jackweed um, contest, like with the, um, with the cattle prods and like the um, call outs and like everyone puts in a few bucks and you have like a dunk tank but in the tank are like sharks with freaking laser beams on their head (laughs) stuff like that no I guess not so (laughs) so so who's your favorite who's your favorite jackweed right now like who do you love to hate right now in terms of like celebrities pro climbers whatever and we all put in some money and, and I can run the thing and like the the proceeds go to like first responders you know, after my seventy percent, and then um you know the so the, and then everybody gets to vote on like who they hate the most, and then we have it like tournament style, and the the final winners who are those who are most despised, we get them together, and maybe like one lucky listener, this could be a call in show also, like people could call in and like throw out a name, and and then. We, we try to get that person to come up and then we can have like lucky listeners have cattle prods and you, and and like your audience is like voting up or voting down and you get to like zap people and zap people and tell them you're just joking. This is all in good fun. This is for the kids. And, and it's like a, it would be an amazing fundraiser right now. And you get all the pretentious celebrities or social media influencers or pros, whatever that means. You, you, you get them all up there and we raise money for the kids.
1: Did you come up with this idea from Reading the Road? <laughs>
0: Because then the final final winner, we eat them, right? Yeah,
2: right. There. We have a barbecue. Come on, it'd be a lot of fun.
0: You know, it's what I just realized though is just simply from popularity, just just yeah. because of popularity. I think uh, I think we'd be eating Alex Honnold at the end of it all. <laughs> and I personally love Alex Honnold. Yeah, I think he's, I
2: think he's a and great actually, dude.
0: His 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 social media right now it's actually kind of almost non-existent. He's Good he's like him. off the map. Which is Fine. you know a tip of the hat to that dude for that. Yeah, but, instead of but, making
2: up a bunch of pretentious bullshit about how great everything is and how everyone <laughs> needs to stay at home and blah and blah do blah.
0: Fingerboard workouts like four times a day. Oh, but for but, sakes. but, but just, just yeah, because right. of sheer popularity, I, I think I'm afraid we'd have to eat him anyway. So <laughs> no no no. So, so this is
2: the the pros that we love to hate. Like the mm. so it's get, you know it taps okay. in. You know, as I said, these, this pandemic is a mirror. That's sort of what I was saying earlier. <laughs> right. Like it reflects us in our true state. And we're starting to see that with the cannibals on the internet. So just fucking go hog wild with it. Right, and we'll raise, like we'll raise some money. We're going to raise some money. We're going to give it to the first responders, to the kids. I'm going to take a cut, of course. But then we're, we're going to be generous. We're going to help people out. We're gonna, Come on. This is going to be fun. Right grab on. your cattle prod. Grab your pitchfork. Come on. Who do you want to see up there in the dunk tank? <laughs>
1: You know, if we don't do this idea and someone else does, then I, I fear that the three people on this podcast right now will be on the hot end of that seat.
2: Oh, uh, no way. Because I was thinking that the seats we were going to be on are like thrones up above our people.
1: <laughs> right, right. Up above yeah, the, the people.
2: arbiters. Yes, our people. The arbiters. They love it. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> and if we get sick of them, we can tell, let them eat cake. Right. <laughs> You guys, I think I'm on to something.
1: <laughs> All right. well, <laughs> this is now that your uh, audiobook is wrapped up, you've got <laughs> yeah.
2: adventure. indeed, indeed. Uh, I appreciate your guys' support on this. Thanks. I mean it does
0: feel like we're like a, like a half a degree away from Running man right now, so right. Um, I can see this happening.: We're getting sure. there.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of my time, I think. <laughs> 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 well, thanks. you guys gave me an excuse to pour a Marg a little bit early today. Appreciate it.
1: Would, uh, yeah. What's the normal time for Margs? Uh,
2: it's usually not quite this early. I don't really have a set time, but sh- I would say if we were plotting it on a graph, it's usually sometime between 5 and 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do yeah. have to kind of try to hold the
0: line in the pandemic. Yeah. Cause
2: no, once it do. starts to slip, baby, oh, I mean, man. then it's like it's yeah, definitely, a, a definitely slippery slope. It really is. I mean, just look at those kids who started as hall pass monitors and now are the scolds of the internet. <laughs>
0: Like, yeah, it's a slippery
2: soon. slope. You got to watch out.
0: All right, Kelly. Well, stay awesome, safe guys. up there, buddy. And um, I, I think you've got, uh, like, a, a very unique uh, set of skills to get through this oh, yeah. with your attitude intact. And, Doing okay,
1: man. Uh, just and as that's long a as the thing. margaritas are, yeah. don't run out. Yeah, <laughs> keep, exactly.
0: Keeping your attitude intact is perfect because uh, nice. you're definitely a needed bit of perspective in the climbing world and and you always have played that role so i've always appreciated it
2: thanks man thank you now i I appreciate you guys uh recording this and having me on and uh yeah i I don't know i hope everybody just stays safe stay stays smart and uh don't be an asshole scold free yeah scold free
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks kelly take care guys
0: If you have a comment, topic suggestion, or just a good bit of climbing trivia, join us at our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash runoutpodcast, or drop us a line at our webpage, runoutpodcast.com.